Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. He's going out and doing it. You know what I mean? Um, he's, not, he's not scared of anything right now. Uh, he's attacking it. Um, he's coming up big for us on some third downs and things like that. Uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's being himself, and then it's good to see, you know, uh, I don't know how many games we are into the season, but um, it's good to see him kind of find that, that confidence uh, this early and, um, you know, keep it going. Eric Kendricks talking about Justin Jefferson, so the Vikings' best defensive player, talking about maybe the Vikings' uh, I would say second-best offensive player, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing, Courtney Cronin from ESPN.com. Uh, she covers the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, this is our Confidence, Concern, Curiosity edition. We do this every single week. And don't forget, Vikings Vent Line right after the, the Vikings-Cowboys game is over. So let's just jump right into it. Courtney, you're the thing that you are the most confident in on behalf of the Vikings looking for their fourth straight win. I am confident that the Vikings defense is able to do what they did against Chicago against an equally as bad offense in the Dallas Cowboys. I think that that will be, you know, and everybody, of course, is going to say, oh, why didn't you say Justin Jefferson or Dalvin Cook? Well, no, I think there's a lot of carryovers that we saw that are possible from from the Chicago game, the way that they stopped Chicago, like just true offensive ineptitude on those first four drives and that starting the second half. Um, they were on the field there at the end of the game. They were not, there was no fear that they were going to like give up a big touchdown or anything like that. I honestly think that, the fix that Mike Zimmer has now for this unit will carry over because the offense that they're about to face this week is it's kind of in shambles too. I feel like you're disrespecting the red rifle who's going to be back. It sounds like for the Cowboys. Oh God, I help. Know. God help the them. God help them. Is that one of the most like ridiculous nicknames in football? Yeah, it does not. It's not really appealing. Red rifle. Well, it's just the rifle he seems to jam a lot. Yeah, so I was going to say it's just it's nonsense. He's not. Um, my biggest confidence is that, that while Courtney's probably right and the Vikings defense is dominating a Cowboys offense that's gone sideways, that the Vikings offense will be doing the exact same to the Cowboys defense. The Cowboys, again, giving up a league-worst 32.2 points per game. They are as second-worst as Courtney uh, said in a previous edition of this show against the run. Um, I would expect that Dalvin Cook has a huge day. I would expect that uh, Jefferson has a big day. Thielen, if he wants to, Cousins, me, Courtney, Declan, Phil, 
Anybody who plays against everybody, these guys have these guys are the definition of they have quit. Um, and so I think that the Vikings are going to be sitting on an explosive offensive game, and basically it's going to be, if you're the Cowboys, just a pick-your-poison of who's going to beat you. Yeah, I think Dalvin Cook's going to absolutely feast on the on the defense. As Courtney pointed out, they have one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Their defense is an absolute sieve. I mean, we were. I think a lot of people were definitely wrong on the Cowboys from the, our preseason predictions on them, and obviously losing Dak is a humongous part of that. But the Dallas Cowboys defense is awful, and I think everything's going to start with Dalvin, and if guys like Jefferson, and I don't know if Herb Smith's going to be able to be able be back mm-hmm. in the offense, but I'm, I I'm, I got to imagine Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson are just going to absolutely feast on him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback a little bit here, and I'm I'm gonna kind of steal where, where Judd's been going here the last few days. You've got a lot of parallels to 1998. It's Thanksgiving week. It's not the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day game that Randy Moss went off against the Cowboys, but it's Thanksgiving week, so it's that time of year. It's a it's a wide receiver that the Vikings nabbed later in the first round that the Cowboys could have drafted, just like 1998. Mm-hmm. They drafted CeeDee Lamb instead. This is, I'm confident that this is the Justin Jefferson game. I think we're, I, we're looking at multiple touchdowns. We're looking at 100-plus yards, mm-hmm. and we're looking at maybe even sort of a national platform uh, coming out game here for Justin Jefferson. And by the way, if he puts up 150 yards or more, he takes the lead in receiving yards over Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. and DeAndre Hopkins for receivers that have played 10 games. So uh, I think I think we're looking at Justin Jefferson breaking out in front of the country. Courtney, the thing you are most concerned about. I'm still maybe I'm the only one, but like I'm still concerned about the Dalvin Cook workload, like because you don't necessarily need him to win this game. Yes, their run defense is so bad that it's like it's a golden opportunity to use him in that way. But I need to know that Alexander Madison is actually capable of being Cook's backup um, in more than just like a couple instances. Obviously, he was terrific in Seattle, but at the end of the game, he wasn't um, on that final fourth and one. Like, I mean, I need to know that, you know, they truly are actually going to do what they say and spell Dalvin Cook more in that it's not just lip service because you're, if you run this guy into the ground, like you're going to be in like a serious situation. If he gets hurt because the offense is going to fall apart then. So I would like to see the Vikings lay off cook these next few games, if possible. Um, I understand that, you know, if the game's on the line, he wants to be in there. They want him in there. If, if they're, you know, trying to build a lead, like they want to be able to use Dalvin cook to do that. I get all those things, but I just, I don't know. I get really wary when I, anytime I see him go down and as I learned, um, cause I was on stream the other day, watching him get hurt in the second half was not a serious injury. It was how he landed on the football. That uh, hurts. Yeah. I didn't know I mean, that that's a bad time. way to land I, on the football. That is the first time that I will actually accept <laughs> being well actually on Twitter. Um, cause I didn't know what happened at first. I was like, wait, what happened? Did he get hurt? He shook it and shaken up. But anytime I see him go down, I get, I just kind of get that like, hold your breath type feeling because and, and yeah he's been great this year in terms of fighting through injuries in terms of you know when he says his body feels great but I just I really worry about that so I would just sit to, that's where my caution lies right now he had a hold your breath feeling there too for a, a good a really, 30 to 60 that was seconds. not a good way to yeah. fall nope nope no. nope not at all uh my concern is Marwin Maloof and the special teams. I mean, this is two <laughs> games. This is two games of loser type plays. Now, your opponents have not taken advantage 
Uh, but, you know, two block punts against Detroit, uh, a kickoff return for a touchdown against Chicago, two long punt returns against Chicago, a bad snap that cost, cost you an extra point. Um, at some point in time, this is going to bite you. I mean, you can't continue to make fundamental special teams mistakes and not lose at some point. So my concern is, well, post by the offense and defense has looked damn good. The special teams has, is going backwards rapidly, and that's going to cost you. I don't know if it'll be against Dallas or Carolina or Jacksonville, but if this is still going on by Tampa or the Saints game, this is a big mm-hmm. concern. I feel like we didn't spend enough time just marveling at the fact that the Vikings had two punts blocked in the same game and didn't lose. Yeah. I tried to. <laughs> I tried to focus amazing. on that. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, and, and then, I mean they they kick the ball to Cordero Patterson. Like I just that's. <laughs> Yeah. I'll still never be able to understand that. So one. When you yep, play right. at Soldier Field, the, the Bears only have really two ways to beat you: don't throw pick sixes and just don't kick off to their awesome kick <laughs> return people. Like for twenty years, that's been the rule at Soldier Field. Yeah, and here we you're are. Right. Uh, Declan, thing you're most concerned yeah, about? Yeah, my concern is it's it's just a trap game. It, it, like we all think wow. that the Vikings are going to be able to steamroll the Cowboys, and they should. Their defense is a mess. I don't trust Andy Dalton. And the, the Vikings are trending upwards. You win this game, what you're a game back of the seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture. Everything's going the Vikings' way, so it would be very much on brand that the Vikings fall into a trap and somehow figure out a way to lose the Dallas Cowboys. So that's my concern. Yeah, I mean, I already, I, I'll say this again because my, my concern is kind of similar to Declan's in that we've we've kind of gotten to a place with Kirk Cousins where they're scheming and he's playing off play action and bootleg, and he's you know he's able to operate behind Dalvin Cook as the main threat. And I think my concern would be a couple things here. That a sense of false security and that the Cowboys are terrible uh, and that they hate their coach starts to seep in. That the Cowboys with you know Andy Dalton isn't exactly uh, Peyton Manning in his prime, but he's a huge step up from the quarterbacks Dallas has been using the last couple weeks. That Dallas jumps out to like a ten nothing lead or something because that's what happens in the NFL. You know sometimes it, you just fall behind and that. The game falls back to like the game flow dictates that Kirk Cousins has to throw. Like my biggest mm-hmm. concern is that the Vikings get get away from the formula that has worked the last three weeks and it gets screwed up. So yeah. f- falling behind. Your biggest is the way concern it. is Kirk is asked to do Kirk's job, and oh my god, <laughs> he spirals. I know. I, mean, I can't do it. Now I would say if you fall behind ten nothing, it doesn't mean that you can't still hand off to Dalvin twenty eight times. Like yep. <laughs> you can still hand him. off. So. They, I mean, even against the teams that they theoretically should not be able to run on, they're still giving Dalvin 30 carries a game. Like, yep. what does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah, it just, I mean, Dalvin wasn't ever going to run for 200 yards against the Bears last week, but just, like, the flow and the threat of him running for 200 mm-hmm. yards was enough to open things up for Kirk. So the thing you're most curious about, Courtney? I will use Judd's concern to spin this forward, like, if it's kind of twofold, like if they lose and if it's because special teams, does Marwan Malouf survive another week? Is Zim because Mike Zimmer is not a special teams guy? Like it is, it is blatantly obvious. Um, is anybody it, else it, kind of rooting for something bad to happen just to see the cameras on the sidelines and Mike Zimmer yelling at? Oh gosh, Malouf. Um, that was a, that was a moment, and and Marwan was on a call with us yesterday, and like tried to explain kind of like what that was, and then he's like, no, like I don't back down from anybody, and it made it sound like aggressive, but he was like, I'm trying to get my point across. I want him to understand what's going on, and I want to know what he's thinking. Well, I think everybody knew what he was thinking in that moment, <laughs> um, but uh, so it's it's that, and then it's 
okay, if they lose this week, so it's twofold. Like, does Maloof get fired if it is, if there's more special teams blunders? Um, and then if they lose, where do we go back to? This is such a yo-yo. Like, you know, you think, okay, if they win, great. You think, you're thinking, okay, this is a playoff team. If they lose, are we back to tank for whomever now? Are we back to, you know, okay, they'll be four and six at this point. Like, where are we with this team? Because it just feels like everything, you take the temperature of the team, and it's so wildly different every single week. That's a great question, too. Because it's a Viking question, right? Where are we exactly? Like, are you good? Are you bad? Are you? I think if, if at the end of these three home games, if they are at least six and six, then we're still probably talking about some sort of playoff I path. told you last week, we are, at that point in time, you're actively rooting for the vid to get a game canceled so they <laughs> add the eighth playoff seed. Yeah. That's what you're rooting for. Yeah. It's the only time during this pandemic that you're actually going to have fans rooting for the virus to get a game canceled. Yeah, that's true. Um, my curiosity, does Ezra Cleveland with that bad ankle mm-hmm. play? Uh, not because he's a great player, but I feel like he has provided stability at right guard, Courtney, and he stepped in and done a good job. And, you know, when, when it came to Elfline or, more importantly, Drew Samia, they were disasters. And if Brett Jones plays, to me, that's a step down for sure. I'm not saying Dallas is going to beat you, but I am saying it's going to get a bit more dicey because with Cleveland in there, that offensive line, especially in run blocking, has done a great job. Uh, these guys are traditionally incredibly tough, so I do expect Cleveland to try and power through the pain. But that being said, that's my curiosity. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played through it in Chicago, which Gary right. let us in on yesterday. That's That was wild. Yeah, I, I, had, I had the same one as Judd as just how, what will your offensive line look like as, as, uh, with, as, if as a Cleveland is indeed out. But I also, I, I'll pivot to a new one of, can you continue to dial up pass rushers with guys like DJ Wanham and maybe get James Lynch involved and figure out ways to be creative about it. I mean, Wanham has been awesome these last three weeks. He's, I think he got, he's gotten the ninth most pressures in the NFL since Ngakwe, the Ngakwe trade, but can you continue to get creative with that? And I mean, the Cowboys, I believe, still do have a pretty dang good offensive line. It was <laughs> what it was three or four years ago, but how are, can mm-hmm. you dial up pressure and, and get after Andy Dalton and the quarterback? I'm most curious... Actually, it's not anything to do with this game because I do think the Vikings are going to win this game. And if they do, I'm most curious to scoreboard watch the Arizona Cardinals the rest of the way. Because <laughs> that's that after last night, that's sort of the target now. Like Seattle beats Arizona. Arizona is now six and four. And their schedule has some brutal games coming up here. So they mm-hmm. at New England and New England is is fighting for relevancy still. They're not just going to lie down. Uh, it's it's still a young quarterback that Bill Belichick can scheme again. So at New England next week, home against the Rams. They also have another road game against the Rams in Week 17. They do have games against the Giants and the Eagles, but a San Francisco game that's not going to be a gimme. So there's at least two or three losses on this schedule for uh, for Arizona, which gets them to maybe like nine and seven ish. So if you if you if you watch them the rest of the way, it'll probably tell you uh, the chances the Vikings have to sneak into that seven spot. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Confidences, concerns, curiosities. We got to send Courtney off to practice here. So thank you for joining us, Courtney. Appreciate it. Courtney. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd. Apple, Spotify, Scornorth.com, and YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. We'll see you guys for Vikings Ventline on Sunday.